Hello everyone, this is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Sigar Govill, and he's the CEO of Semtrex Inc. Good morning, Sigar. Hi, nice to meet you, Jeff. Thanks for having us. Oh, our pleasure. So, so Sigar, for those that aren't uh, familiar with the company, can you give us a quick overview of Semtrex? Sure. Uh, Semtrex is a technology company. Uh, we've been specializing in various hardware and software solutions for a couple different markets. Uh, the three primary markets that we operate in today are uh, IoT products, where we're marketing our uh, special uh, product, the SmartDesk. Um, the second vertical is uh, security technology, and uh, you know, with a renewed focus now uh, on artificial intelligence and machine vision technology. Uh, and the third key market for us is uh, augmented reality and virtual reality solutions, um, and really what the, the next computing revolution that we're seeing on the horizon. Okay. So augmented reality and, uh, and uh, you know, the, and the, the video uh, surveillance market, those are, are pretty big markets. I'm not that familiar with the IoT desk. Can, can you give an idea of, of how big the addressable market there is? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, you know, really how we think about this is uh, that, uh, you know, technology has made our world smarter. Uh, you know, cars are getting smarter. Your homes are getting smarter. Um, but really your personal workspace has not really evolved over the last uh, several uh, decades, and uh, despite a lot of technological enhancements. And so um, really our focus was to uh, focus on sort of the personal workspace, you know, your desk, the monitors, you know, the way you interact with the your laptop, desktop, and kind of rethink that and modernize the experience. So, um, you know, we are really going after um, the uh, really the, the personal workspace, which is uh, primarily a desk, right? And a desk has traditionally been just, uh, you know, it's wood or, or glass or metal, um, you know, with legs. And, um, you know, that's about a $3 billion market in the United States. And so um, it's pretty sizable. Um, it's certainly not, uh, you know, the size of the VR market, but it's a very niche market. Um, so we believe, based on the technology we've built that's you know, now patented, uh, that uh, you know, we have really one of the best-in-class products for this market. And um, you know, we're truly innovating in this space and going well beyond really what's out there in the market, just uh, you know, from standing desks and so forth. So um, it's a truly unique solution, and uh, you know, it's a pretty sizable market at $3 billion. So given that we're just audio, can you just describe briefly what the desk looks like? Sure. Uh, so the product is, uh, you know, people can check it out on our website, smartestdesk.com. And uh, really it's kind of a reinvention of uh, what we think the, the ideal personal workspace should be. And that's three large touchscreen monitors. So it's about 72 inches of display um, that's available to you. Built-in speakers. There's a built-in webcam, uh, you know, a, a, a document scanner. Um, and then a, a sit-stand desk ergonomically designed um, for an ex in a, sort of an immersive display experience and a tabletop experience. Uh, we've got a built-in keyboard and trackpad, a built-in wireless charger, all built into the tabletop. Um, and we're able to do all of this powered by a top-of-the-line Windows 10 PC that's included with the product. And um, all of this is a plug-and-play solution. It just plugs into the wall with one wire. So it's a very simple, easy-to-use solution. And uh, the idea is that uh, you know, at your home or in your office, you want a really powerful workstation that you can get your work done and maximize your productivity. And so this is a solution that's oriented towards those kinds of customers. So 
Um, and, and that's why we, we've kind of taken this wholly, fully integrated approach. Um, we are uh, releasing a new product uh, later this year, and uh, that product is a smart desk uh, with um, uh, in, instead of having the Windows PC provided with the product, we allow you to dock your own laptop. And um, that was really a big feature request after we came out with the first version of the product. And so this is a new product that we'll be launching um, later this year, which allows um, you know, uh, the uh, individuals to dock their, their Windows or Mac laptop into the product. And I think that's going to be really um, exciting for a lot of people who were um, – you know, whole, looking forward to kind of using their existing device and, and plugging in, into the product. Thank you. That that, that was helpful. Uh, to your knowledge, is anybody else doing this, or, or are you unique in that market? No, no. This product is really, you know, one of a kind. Uh, there's really nobody else in the market making something like this. And, and you said you have some IP around it? That's right. We filed some patents, um, and we just uh, actually received notice uh, from the patent office earlier uh, this week that, uh, that the patents will be approved. So, uh, okay. so we're really excited about that. And then you have two other areas, two other main areas. Um, so what's your, your biggest strength or core comp competency, and is there some common denominator between the three? Yeah, so um, really when you think about all three of these businesses, it's really about the, uh, the, the marriage of uh, sort of cutting-edge hardware and really uh, good designed and built software. And that's kind of what is underlying all three of these businesses is, um, is really just building great technology focused on blending hardware and software solutions. And so if you think about our smart desk or you think about our security solutions business or um, augmented reality and virtual reality uh, solutions, it's all leveraging these kinds of core competencies. And so that's really how our company is built. We have you know, really strong hardware engineering team, and then we have over 100 software developers um, you know, based out of our India office, which are building software um, quickly, uh, and we can do it very cost-effectively. Um, and so you know, we con conti continue to build our expertise in, in, these, in these areas. And, and who are the customers for the um, secure solutions and then the AR area? So, um, the security technology business is uh, a company, it, it's done through our subsidiary, Vicon, and um, we have a lot of really great clients in this business. Um, organizations like hospitals, uh, like uh, the Westchester Medical Center, or um, you know, airports like the San Diego Airport, or uh, lots of municipal buildings, courthouses, uh, you know, many uh, correctional facilities. We're involved in a lot of really, um, you know, at the state, local, and federal level, in government areas, as well as uh, many manufacturing plants, oil refineries, um, you know, really large industry as well. So it's pretty a diverse customer base, uh, you know, that's really global in nature. And on the uh, AR and VR side, uh, it's it's also a pretty exciting customer list. Um, you know, so several Fortune 500 companies, uh, you know, companies like Montblanc or um, Cartier. Uh, we've done business with uh, even companies like VF Corp. Uh, you know, which owns a lot of uh, you know, retail brands like uh, Vans and so forth, uh, and you know, companies like AARP uh, and, uh, and, and many others, and so, you know, like Lululemon and so forth. So uh, you know, we do a lot of different solutions. Uh, primarily over the years, it's been uh, you know, uh, third-party software development. So we're building applications for our clients. And 
Now, as the market's starting to grow uh, and, and leave sort of this nascent stage, uh, we're starting to build solutions and platforms. So, you know, we made some recent acquisitions and investments over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, we recently acquired uh, Virtual Driver Interactive, which makes uh, training solutions for novice drivers. Um, and so, we, you know, we're seeing a big shift in the VR market for training and uh, leveraging uh, VR as a solution for training. And so uh, we're starting to make uh, deeper investments into that area of our business because we see a big opportunity to use VR and related technologies for uh, training applications. And there's a lot of clients uh, that are focused on this. And so um, you know, we're, we're excited about the potential there. So are, are all your products and brands uh, developed in-house, or are you acquiring companies? So, uh, you know, we do a lot of our own development in-house. All of the technology is built in-house. Um, and in certain cases, we'll do acquisitions where it makes sense to bolt on different capabilities or different platforms that we don't necessarily have. So uh, in this instance, it gives us, um, you know, a, a footprint into training and training solutions, um, and especially custom hardware and software solutions. Uh, so uh, that's kind of what, what excites us about this market, and uh, it gives us a platform that we can start to scale into other markets and other industries. Okay, and I see you made um, a strategic investment. Can you give us a little detail there, and is that a one-off, or do you continue to pursue that type of investment? So, yes, we recently made a strategic investment in Masterpiece VR. Uh, this is a really exciting company. They're a startup. Um, they're building a, they've built a great uh, solution for creating 3D content. And, uh, you know, really in the VR space, it's really difficult to create 3D um, digital assets. So what I mean by that is you know, any video game you play, any um, content you consume in VR requires um, all kinds of 3D digital assets. So if you see a table in VR, somebody has to design and create that. If you see a character, an avatar, that has to be built right, and designed. Um, you know, if you're playing a video game, all the characters in the game have to be created. So um, that's uh, not a simple job right now with the current tools that are available in the market. So Masterpiece VR has created a solution, a, 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 a software suite that allows uh, users to create uh, these kinds of 3D assets you know, 10 times faster and 100 times easier than ever before in the market. And so it's really revolutionizing the way 3D content is created. And so um, you know, we're big believers in, in that kind of solution because as we've been getting more and more into VR, we've seen that this is a massive problem for developers all around the world. And so um, this is really the best solution that we've seen on the market, and so you know, we felt compelled to make this investment because we really are big believers in, in their solution. And uh, you know, so, you know, our approach to the VR market is that um, there are a lot of really great ideas out there, and uh, it's very difficult for us as one company to really do uh, to, to, to um, have exposure to all of them. And so what we're doing is we're looking at the best-in-class teams and the best-in-class solutions based on our experience in the market and finding and making select investments where it makes sense. So our outlook uh, really is to continue evaluating opportunities and potentially making more investments as we proceed uh, and see more opportunities similar to the one like we've made in Masterpiece VR. Okay. And then are you making um, everything yourself or are things outsourced? So um, we do almost all software development in-house. Um, and uh, some of our products, we, um, 
you know, the contract manufacturing is done elsewhere. Um, you know, a lot of products we do assemble ourselves. The smart desk that we're launching, uh, you know, I, I suspect uh, in 2021 all the smart desks that we make will be manufactured in the United States. So we're really proud of that. And um, that's, that's really exciting for us. Um, and, uh, but, you know, so where we can make uh, the products, we do, and where it makes sense for us from a value addition point of view, where it's more commoditized um, parts or components, uh, you know, typically that's outsourced. Okay. So are, are there any supply chain issues, or if you get a flood of orders, can, can you deliver? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We, um, you know, we have the capability to scale pretty quickly. We have lots of partners that we can work with, who, um, you know, have a vested interest in our success and uh, want to grow with us. You know, all of our supply chain partners. So, uh, you know, we definitely have pathways for uh, dealing with, um, you know, uh, an influx of orders. It would be a good problem for us to have. Okay. And then, what channels are you reaching your customers with? So, um, you know, across our three verticals, it's done a little bit differently. With our Smart Desk product, uh, we're selling that directly to, to the market. And, uh, you know, we do that for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, largely because we believe this type of product, you know, consumers understand. And, um, you know, we can bring down the price for our consumers by going directly to the market. Um, and, and we've seen a lot of other companies do this successfully. So, uh, you know, with that business, uh, you know, we specifically go direct to, to market. With our security solutions business, uh, that's sold exclusively through channel partners. So, uh, you know, the entire business is done through uh, resellers. So we have a global network of resellers who um, champion our products and install them and make sure that they're uh, serviced and supported correctly uh, across our customer base. And, uh, you know, within AR and VR, again, that's a much more consumer-oriented product. And uh, as a result, we typically market that directly to um, consumers or businesses directly. Okay. Are your sales predominantly in the U.S.? Yes. Our sales are predominantly in the U.S. I would say okay. more than 90%. Is that going to be the focus for a while, or, or are you targeting other countries as well? I think the focus, yes, for the near term is certainly going to be on the U.S. market. I think the, you know, the, the, the opportunities that we have in front of us, the markets that we're in, uh, the U.S. is more than sizable for us to see meaningful growth uh, before we need to start going outside the U.S. Okay. And so um, your revenue mix, how, how does it look today between the three areas? And if we had this conversation three years out, um, how would you like it to look? So right now, the vast majority of our revenue comes from our security technology business. Um, you know, it, that represents probably 80% of the, the sales. Uh, I would say that uh, within three years, I think uh, it will be – probably 40-40-20, uh, which is 40% smart desk, 40% um, uh, security, and 20% VR. And uh, I think maybe six years from now, you know, VR would probably be, um, you know, uh, it would probably be some kind of an equal split because the VR market, I think, will really start to explode in, in three, three to four years. Okay. And so I know there's three areas, but could you touch on the, the revenue model? Yes. So, uh, so within our smart test business, uh, you know, typically it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a physical product that we're selling. And, uh, you know, right now it's really just a one-time sale. Uh, you know, we do have some options 
uh, some products in the work that are uh, you know, software components that we believe will be able to sell on a, a subscription basis uh, as a value add to our customers. Uh, and so that's something that we're, we're, we're starting to build and, and formulate now um, that could start to add a more recurring revenue component to that business. Uh, and uh, you know, I expect that uh, customers could uh, upgrade the product as they go every couple of years based on new technology developments, whether it's new monitors or other components that they want to add to the product. So there was always opportunities to upsell um, and upgrade your product and, and continue to keep the, the you know, with technology changing so fast, there's always a desire to kind of, you know, uh, stay up to date and, and modernize. And, um, you know, that kind of uh, op opportunity is there for us with that business. Uh, you know, within okay. our security systems business, uh, this business, uh, you know, typically it's, it's, again, hardware, software sales. The industry in general has largely shied away from monthly recurring revenue models as well as, um, uh, you know, uh, or even quarterly. And, and, but now we're starting to see a shift over the next couple of years. I think the next five to ten years it's going to be a dramatic shift as companies start to use the cloud for managing their uh, video surveillance uh, requirements and needs um, and have other analytics. Um, and so things will be starting to offer it as a service. So in 2021, we're launching our cloud and analytics solutions that will be um, offered as you know, either monthly or quarterly or annual recurring licenses. So we're definitely going to start to see a shift to that over the next couple, several years. So there will be a hardware component as well as a software component that is uh, sold on a, on a monthly or quarterly or, or annual basis. And, uh, and then on our, on our VR, AR side, uh, you know, really what we see is uh, you know, these are going to be software platforms. Um, you know, typically it will be kind of subscription solutions that we're offering, uh, you know, monthly subscription based on the use of the, the platform. We're also building uh, you know, our first VR content experience, like a gaming content experience that will be released uh, sometime next year, and uh, that would be like a game, like the way you buy an Xbox game or something like that, like a $30 you know, one-time purchase, something like that. So it's going to be a mix of uh, different um, uh, flavors of, of how we sell things going forward. And so since it's a mix of hardware and software, what do uh, the gross margins look like? So right now our gross margins is in the low 40s, and I expect as our software continues to enhance and grow that um, those margins will start to creep into the high 40s over the next couple of years. And I think um, you know, beyond that, from you know, three to six years out, we can even start to be north of 50%. Okay. And uh, the biggest gating factor in inhibiting growth? Well, unfortunately right now it's just this uncertainty with the coronavirus. You know, this has created uh, – just uh, a lot of uncertainty for some of our clients. And, um, you know, in terms of operations, it can be uh, disruptive, you know, here and there. But, uh, you know, that's, I think, you know, if this hadn't happened, I think we'd be well on our way uh, to our growth targets, uh, you know. So, unfortunately, um, you know, that's thrown a little bit of a, a bump in the road. Um, you know, although our company has performed uh, pretty well despite that, um, you know, so we're pleased with, with that. Uh, you know, so I would say you know, getting more clarity on that would create um, you know, a lot of tailwinds for us as we continue to grow our business. And so with COVID uh, hopefully coming to an end, um, you know, that will help as a driver. What are some of the other key drivers for you? So I think uh, 
you know, us, you know, we recently did a capital raise in June, so the company is really flush with cash to continue funding its growth efforts. So, um, you know, we're really uh, well positioned from that point of view. Uh, you know, we're continuing to, to grow and make key additions to our team from, you know, senior sales team members as well as strong engineering talent. Um, you know, I think our focus really now is just on continuing to hit our, hit our sales targets and, and, and continuing to, to get new orders from clients. So, um, you know, we don't see, uh, you know, major challenges to growth uh, at this point. You know, I think we've really set the stage in terms of the key areas that we're operating in. And, uh, you know, for now it's on us to sort of just continue to execute. Okay. And so you, you mentioned a couple new things coming, but as we look out over the next year, uh, what are some of the events or catalysts that we should watch for? Yeah, so we are releasing our new smart desk, uh, you know, later this year, as I mentioned. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the most uh, exciting thing in the, in, that's right around the corner. Uh, some other things that are happening are uh, we'll be releasing, uh, you know, our, our first uh, video surveillance, proprietary video surveillance analytics that's built on machine learning algorithms. Uh, and that will be coming out later this, uh, in 2021, uh, as well as our first cloud solution in the market. And uh, so those are two really exciting software solutions that we'll be bringing to our uh, video surveillance business. And, uh, and then on the AR, VR side, uh, you know, we're going to continue to make more investments. Um, you know, we have um, a, a number of things we're working on. Uh, and uh, you know, the, the biggest thing really is that this first gaming uh, VR experience that we're going to be putting out. Uh, sometime next year. So those are some of the, the things we've announced, and uh, we always have more things that uh, you know are under the cover that are in the works. And as the company, you know, brings those things to fruition, then we'll certainly be able to announce them. So, but there's always a lot of exciting things, and the company's, you know, we're not a sort of a one mousetrap kind of company. We're always operating on many things, um, but a lot of it is all kind of leveraging the, the core competencies that I mentioned, and so. Uh, you know, but, but we have a lot of things, I think, in the pipeline that will start to yield exciting results for our business. Very good. Uh, so before we go, are there any key takeaways that you want to leave us with? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the company right now, I think, is really at an inflection point. Uh, you know, we've uh, spent a lot of the last two years really focused on R&D, and um, a lot of that is now finished. So the company in the last 12 months uh, or in our last fiscal year, has been uh, operating from a cash flow point of view pretty close to break even, you know, outside of, let's say, one quarter because of a coronavirus. And, um, you know, so our finances have been improved substantially. The company is well positioned from a cash point of view. Um, and we have a lot of exciting products coming out over the next 12 months. So I think, you know, really we're, we're sort of torn, turn the quarter and um, we're, we're kind of now ready for prime time, I would say. So, um, I think investors should continue to, to, to keep track of the company and, and see our progress. You know, our ticker symbol is CETX, and uh, you, know, you can find us uh, on the web, and our website is semtrex.com. Uh, and so I encourage investors to um, you know, check us out on our website, or um, you know, feel free to reach out to us at investors at semtrex.com if you have any questions. And uh, yeah, just want to thank you for your time, Jim. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing the story. My pleasure.